Big Mac, Chicken McNuggets, no, Big Mac and Quarter Pounder with cheese, or filet fish You'd be doing the same thing if you were at McDonald's because you can choose not just one, but two of your favorites for just six bucks. Tasty Big Mac, crispy 10-piece chicken McNuggets, juicy quarter pounder with cheese, or savory filet fish Enjoy two of your all-time favorites for just six bucks, if you can decide on the two. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Right now, switch your family to T-Mobile and get four lines for $25 a line with AutoPay and 5G access included on America's largest 5G network. So don't wait. Get unlimited and nationwide 5G access for the whole family for just $25 a line. Visit a T-Mobile store or T-Mobile.com today. Plus taxes and fees. Customers may notice lower speeds and further reduction if using over 50 gigs a month due to data prioritization. Video at 4DP. Unlimited while on our network. Qualifying credit and full plus lines required. Capable device required for 5G. Coverage not available in some areas. Some uses may require certain features. CTMobile.com. Hey guys, welcome back to We Watch Movie. I'm Mike. I'm Jay. And this is the review for H2O. Water. Love fucking water. H2O, 20 years later. Agua. H2O. They could have done a better job with the title because it really did. It's a lot. H2O. It's a lot. Periodic table. A lot of people thought that the new one was going to be H4O. Uh, some shitty fucking news site actually reported it was gonna be before Ryan Turk was like, no says I. You know what, they said fuck Halloween 4, they said fuck Halloween 5, they said fuck Halloween 6. No, why'd you do that? It was a ballsy decision at the time. I happen to feel like Halloween 2018 has a better reason to do it than they did, um, because they just completely wrote Daniel Harris out of the series. Um, but they did what they did. Well, the, the, main, the main difference in this is, by the way, at the very beginning of the movie, it doesn't take place in Haddonfield right away like a lot of people forget that when the when the title happens and it says you know Halloween or, or Illinois it says like it's like Langston or Langdon it starts in Langdon yeah Lang Langdon Lang Illinois which fuck I don't Lang know that Lang Lang whatever not Langley that's in Virginia Lagalo. but you know they have a great big lot there and right now switch your family to T-Mobile and get four lines for $25 a line with auto pay and 5G access included on America's largest 5G network so don't wait. Get unlimited and nationwide 5G access for the whole family for just $25 a line. Visit a T-Mobile store or T-Mobile.com today. Plus taxes and fees. Customers may notice lower speeds and further reduction if using over 50 gigs a month due to data prioritization. Video at 480p. Unlimited while on our network. Qualifying credit and full plus lines required. Capable device required for 5G. Coverage not available in some areas. Some uses may require certain features. See T-Mobile.com. Half price all the time. Half price books. But anyway, also you get Joseph Gordon-Levitt in this, and it's cool that they bring back the nurse from the original one, uh, and you, you see the very beginning of the movie. It starts off with a cool feel. It's got that fall feel to it. That's always the cool. only fucking part of the movie yeah. that has a fall That's amazing. I like that. And then, you know, she's coming home after a hard day's work smoking cigarettes and drinking alcohol. She loves to smoke cigarettes, On man. the job and not caring about her patients. Look at the name tag, Grandma. You're in my world now. Um, <laughs> but she comes home. Her house has been broken into. She goes across the street, and obviously, who are you going to call? Joseph Gordon-Levitt, hockey man. And he runs across the street. He's like, don't worry about the police. We'll call them, but I'll go in and check your house out. I've already been suspended five times this year for getting a little crazy with the stick. That's called assault, brother. Uh, and it's also called sexual harassment. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, he goes in and investigates. Doesn't see anybody. But it's cool. Like, the atmosphere is kind of working itself. Like, it's got that, like, again, it's got that cool fall feel, the beginning of the movie. Doesn't find anything. Still some beers. Goes back home. Whatever. Nurse goes in, then Michael shows up with a weird fuckity mask at first. It's weird as shit because when Michael walks behind her for the first time and you see Michael full on and after the nurse is going in, uh, it looks like a goddamn alien had sex with E.T. It's, it's, it's a it's, giant eye. It's an alien mask. He has a...
Joseph Gordon Levitt straight uh, Wayne Gretzky hockey in his or uh, puck. A, a not kill, puck. Uh, what is it? Uh, ice skate. Ice skate. You yeah. kill you don't see, which you should have seen. Um, he kills him after he steals the beer. Uh, but it's, it, it is kind of cool though. At the end of the day, that Joseph Gordon Levitt is involved with the Halloween series. It's just that that tiny little role. Uh, and again, that's the only fall feeling aspect of the entire fucking movie. Well, the, the problem is for me overall is that even with the kills at the very beginning of the movie, they're clean, man. They're they're real fucking clean, and it does. We'll talk about this later on, but there is a huge influence of like screen music and just an overall feel of uh, studio production high value cost yeah. for this film. There's nothing wrong with that, but it feels like Michael was like, okay, for example, after she sees Joseph Gordon-Levitt stabbed in the face, she runs across the, uh, you know, to the door, opens it up, and there's the other guy standing, and then with a knife in his back and falls on top of her, then Michael walks into frame. It's yeah. like, no, because it just doesn't feel right, Jim. It feels like... You go from Halloween 6 where you feel like James Hetfield from Metallica and you feel fucking goddamn Michael Vicious. And then when you leave this party after H2O, you feel like James, you know, uh, not James, uh, wake me up before you go-go. Uh, George Michael. You feel like George Michael with the sweater vest and all that good stuff afterwards. You're like, yeah, I like this song. Burning hard will gasoline. Wake me up before you go-go. Pass me that Zima. I like, the, it. I like the opening, though. And here's where I like the opening. I got a lot of problems with this movie, but I like the opening because mm -hmm. the opening, it felt, and this was the first, um, for me, this was the first Halloween movie I saw in theaters. Oh. And I remember, and I was already, you know, uh, loving the franchise at that point, and I, and I went and saw it in theaters. What's, what's good about the beginning of the movie is that it feels like they're excited to bring Michael Myers back. Mm -hmm. They're really into it. They're excited. There's a fall feel. They're, they're really into the camera angles. They're really into the things they do. There's some excitement behind it. Yeah. You know, uh, It does feel clean. It does feel like all that stuff. The whole feel thing does feel like Scream, which we'll get into. Uh, the movie's way too nice from beginning to end. It's not, it's not ballsy enough. Um, but what is cool is that the two detectives come in to investigate the scene. And, and thank God we don't have that boom, 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 oh God. fucking music. <laughs> yeah. uh, the two infective, uh, infectives. And the two detectives come in to investigate the scene and, and they give you the backstory. Much like they did in H4 with the elevator ride, they give you the quick exposition. And they're like, look, um, you know, Lord Stroh died in a car accident. Michael Myers went missing 20 years ago after age two. And uh, well, nobody's found his body ever since. And then they give you the backstory that Loomis, and it's kind of sad if you think about it, because in Lewis's whole life of everything he had to do after age two, after surviving that, uh, basically he still died alone in a sense because he he moved in with his nurse. He, he moved in with her. They lived there together. She took he care of him. He was doing some stroking, I think. <laughs> Broken. Maybe he got him a piece of two. A right? little piece of tush. Uh, roommate, uh, sexy boom boom. Zizi top. <laughs> yeah, I like to think that. That's a yeah. happy ending. Yeah, I like um, that. I like that. Uh, we just added to Halloween Lords. I like now. it. Uh, he could have gotten that. He you did. Know? He He's a good looking he, guy. He owned it. Uh, but yeah, they go into his study and there's all these, <laughs> it makes no sense, but they're like, uh, he's, he's been obsessed with, with uh, Michael ever since he went missing and, he, and he's devoted his life to finding Michael uh, unsuccessfully. But his study has all these just generic pictures and this is where the credits start coming up. It's got these generic pictures, uh, these generic news clippings of Michael. It's got sketches of like Michael. It's like, why would Loomis just be like, I'm going to draw Michael like, today? I, I don't think he did. I, I thought those were like police sketches, but at the same time, like how do you describe that to the police? Like, well, he was wearing a mask, and it looked like Captain Kirk, but white spray paint. Lewis knows what he fucking looks yeah, like. Yeah, like, you don't need it. And he knows what Michael looks like without the mask anyway, yeah. so... It was it was uh, audience fodder. Yeah, but I also do, like, uh, yeah, that scene, when that scene, when he's talking about the obsessive, and the, the, music, the, voice, the voiceover is, like, it, it's passable, but I, you know, honestly, I thought it was uh, Donald Pleasance at first, and then... 
as you listen to it, we were drinking that day. Yeah, it was. I was drinking a lot. Uh, but I, you know, as you listen to it, it was like, yeah, that's not that's not him. But yeah. what you're doing, when you're sober, is you that Sam Neil? When you're sober and you listen to it, you're like, oh, this. this yeah, that well, doesn't yeah that, like that's what I'm saying. And I heard it, and I was like, yeah, I don't like that. Uh, and because there's too many pauses in it, it really didn't have the the same kind of impact that Donald Pleasant had. Too smooth. But then. It was like the Grey Poupon guy. The music comes on. It's like the Halloween and then the H2O kind of back. That's cool. The only thing I don't like about the theme that they used in this, like everything else leading up to this, like in Halloween 4, 5, and 6, the theme was badass. Like it really felt like Halloween. But when they use that synth orchestra shit, I don't want to fucking see goddamn orchestra synth music no. for my Michael Myers. No. I want my Michael Myers to be rough and hard and ready like Brokeback Mountain. Ooh, and let's let's use this as an opportunity to knock out the score situation real quick. The score was originally done by one guy, and you're never going to touch the John Carpenter score. You're never going to touch the John Carpenter or Halloween 3 score. No that John Carpenter feel, man, that, that greatness to it. Uh, what they did with this one, they had an original guy score it, and then eventually they brought in the guy who did Scream. They didn't bring in the guy who did Scream. They literally took the <coughs> fucking soundtrack from Scream and other the movies and just interjected them and the score sucks the score yeah. sucks shit but kevin williamson originally wrote the treatment to it and they decided not to go with his treatment to it but they used a lot of aspects from it which going forward with our series that we're going to do after halloween uh, horror month our, our script podcast series we will review the h2o original script but um yeah they, they, there's a whole fuck ton of scream references in this movie that they see uh, a, a tv screen at one point with them watching scream 2 um uh, at one point jamie mentions run to the becker's house that's 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 a reference from Scream 2. And what Scream did was it, it acknowledged Halloween a lot. And with Kevin Williamson's involvement with this and all the Scream volume with this, they tried to like do that same Can you just please thing. not mix my shit? I don't want my mashed potatoes yeah. touching my meatloaf mom. It's, it's fine if it works. Like, I don't care. Scream's fucking rad and Scream's fucking awesome. But it really doesn't work. This feels just like a, a 90s. It feels like... The, um, and it's sort of true in a weird way. It feels like the guy who wrote I Know What You Did Last Summer also wrote this. Yeah, it, look, guys, it's a little true. I know there's a lot of love for this movie, and that's fine, and I understand why. Jamie Lee Curtis comes back. It's got a lot of amp and, and pump behind it to make it pump. like a, yeah, pump it up pump. real good. Pump. Uh, Pump up the jam, pump. pump it up while your feet are stomping. <laughs> but we get that, and I understand, and I know why people love it for that reason. And they're, they're probably story elements that they get and they, they get behind. And maybe it does, maybe it was one of the first movies that you saw if you were like a kid, like nine years old or ten years old. That was the first introduction to Halloween you had, and that's all good and gravy. But the problem is, is that when you mix stuff like that, and what you do is you cheapen the experience of what Michael Myers is special about. Like, and, and it's and not, got his own shit. It's not, yeah, he has his own style and his own unique way. Of, of, uh, of moving about and, and the way that it's shot, it's its own specific thing that others try to copy. You don't need to copy what's popular at the time, and that's what they were doing. Unfortunately, and I, in the movie, like Mike said, there are strong points in it, and I do like certain elements to it. Overall, though, I feel like they were borrowing too much of what was popular at that time. We had Scream, you had Urban Legends, you had uh, I Know What You Did Last Summer. All that shit was coming out at the same time. They were like, well, these are what the kids are getting behind, so nipple tassel up. Typical studio, yeah, idiocracy. and. and and then you also it have is. the, have the terrible is. fucking idea with the mask. Like, the mask, to, like, oh my god. Yeah. I don't understand how the mask, like, situation even occurred. The mask they used in part six was great. And they, they used it at the very beginning of the movie, by the way. That's the Halloween six mask, and it looks pretty good. 
But I, like you said, if they erase the six, yeah. so they can't they can't exist. But then you go to CG bullshit with the mask. Yeah. What the fuck are you talking? When the about? kid from Jumanji gets killed, uh, they use the CG mask. And uh, actually, if you see that that mask right there, that's a way fucking cooler version that uh, one of you awesome fuck sticks made up. Here. One of you awesome fuck sticks made for us. That's a way cooler version of the CG mask. But they use the CG mask <laughs> at certain kills and uh, certain scenes. You've got the alien mask, uh, which they subverted in the. There's, there's a scene where Michael runs into Lori. And you see both the alien mask for a second and the mask that they actually use for H2O. Now, the H2O mask itself, which you'll see. Can you? Don't touch me. Hold yourself right there. You're right touching there. my dick. The actual one they use. It looks great at times. <laughs> <laughs> it looks great at times in the movie, but then sometimes he's got this weird receding, bouncy hairline, and he's like, "I'm a clown." He looks like he looks like uh, uh, it, it, the, the, the new it, yeah, yeah. Where, where the where the hairline goes way back. It, it poofs up. Very strange. The mask is never perfect. Sometimes it looks he okay. Like a, he sometimes like, it's garbage sauce. Sometimes he does look like uh, he's going to take over for Green Day. This thing, <laughs> he's going to sing out a great ballad. But yeah, you know. Um, so the basic idea of it, from that very beginning, and the mask debate, which you guys can, you guys could literally in the comments below just have a, a field day with just place. looking at. Uh, there are so many different masks that were used, and they didn't know what the fuck. Whatever. I'm not even going to get into that. It take forever. Uh, you fast forward, it takes place in Northern California at a posh, up kind of scale um, private school that looks like goddamn the miners for Hogwarts. It looks like a Hogwarts school. Jamie Lee Curtis, Laurie Strode has changed her name and she's become uh, Carrie Tate, who is the headmistress of this school. Sounds like a porn star name. That's a great name though, I would do it. You know what I'm saying? All right, all right. Do it slow. Do it sensual. Sexy. Uh, she has a son, Josh Hartnett. Comb your hair. Always. God damn. Every fucking time I see that bitch, it looks like a fucking duck. What is that? It looks like two ducks. It's like fucked a in bowl the cut ran into Matchbox 20. Yeah, well, it looks happened. like two ducks fucked in the back of his head, and they just <laughs> left it straight up. And you know, I can understand. <laughs> But, you know what? Yes. Josh Hartnett's not a bad actor by any stretch of the imagination. I don't mind Josh he Hartnett. Is in this movie. But in this movie, yeah, like he was like, Michael Myers is dead. He's like, how many times do I gotta start living? And Mom, I'm done. And like, you know, and then. We're out of Perkadan. Yeah, he's such a fucking douche. And then the way he wears his clothes, like, I don't know, like the whole thing about him, he is very teeny bop as shit. And they right. made him that like, way, to, you know, to sell to the audience and it smelled like that the bathroom scene when Michael steals the purse from the little girl cool and the scene mother. In the movie. that's a great scene and it really did actually add some freakiness to it because yeah. the, the, what it also kind of shows I guess the character of Michael is like I ain't gonna fuck with nobody singing show tunes like she he comes in there and the little girl's like Jesus loves the little children or whatever she's singing and Michael's like it's okay. It's okay. I'm just gonna steal your purse, take your shit out of there, don't need those napkins, I just need your keys. He didn't fuck with them, but he walked out. They are gonna have homage to that, which you saw in the trailer for Again, the new though, Another sign of the movie showing in a way, and I'm glad that he didn't kill them, but it's another, it, it is another way of the movie showing it's kinda soft and like, uh, and, and not brutal. And it's brought, not brutal. Brought yeah. for the mass audience. Well, yeah. it's not just that, it's also the lighting. The lighting and the, and the, the way they shoot it, it looks softer. Yeah. Because in the, in the, in the, uh, it, just the previous one in Curse, it was very brutal. And the way yeah. that, like, it was kind of 
gritty and grimy in some of the shots. It's like a wrestler's entrance. Yeah, it was just like Triple H is back. <laughs> this My, like Shawn Michaels shaved his head. Did you see how he's fucking bald That's now? He looks like Lex Luthor on acid. But do you know? I, I want to do something with the middle of this movie right, right here, real quick, to save us both some trouble. Okay. Um, the middle of the movie is the worst. The middle of the movie is the, as you like to call it, it's the soggy diaper of the, right the, of the whole fucking movie. The hash brown. The, the middle ice. is what gets into this awful, boring, terrible, just constant bullshit. No good kills. Teeny bopper shit. Michael, the way he moves in the middle of the movie. There's the there's Josh Hartnett and his friends. Michelle Williams is actually who's is a great actress wow. now who was just fought her for this. The kid from Jumanji. Um, <coughs> you know, he, they're going to go, I'm going to go to Yosemite Mom. God. Uh, there's that whole storyline. Um, the only good thing. Dad, let me go. Yeah. It's. It's a bunch of fucking Young and the Restless bullshit, yeah. really. It sucks. It's a lot of fuckery. The kills suck. Michael sucks. The, and I, I just, I'll be honest with you guys. Like, I, I love everybody who ever played Michael. It's pretty cool that uh, this guy did this, but I was not a fan of the guy. No, the way Michael he walked, he looks movie. like he, he had a goddamn pogo stick shoved up his ass when he's walking around. He's like... It, it kind of looked like they just got some guy who was a studio head and were like, hey man, be Michael. And he's like, I'll be scary. I've got a mask no. on. <laughs> That's what you it like, You sound like Winnie the... You sound I, like Tigger. I didn't like it at all. That's all about Tigger. The entire movie. At one point he comes down from a pipe like he's fucking... I, you know what? Boring. I did like that part though. Like, I don't know why I like that part. It's impossible. I don't give a shit. Was you... he holding his whole body weight above his arm and then decided to flip it down and then drop down? The semantics of that scene are fucking impossible. First off, it's called chin bars. <laughs> he did a bunch of them before. But he, well, I mean, he would have had to pick his feet up above the bar, so he didn't have been putting his feet in the air yeah. like fucking Tony Hawk. Gymnast. Jesus. Michael's flexible. No okay? It makes no but, fucking uh, sense. But, you know, um, yeah, the whole thing was playing on the popularity of the teeny bopper situation with horror movies in the late 90s, early 2000s, and that's what it does very well. The problem is, is when you mix that shit with something as beloved as Michael Myers and the Halloween story is where you run into problems. You don't want a Michael Myers story clean. You don't want a, you don't want a too clean Michael. You don't want a scream ripoff. You don't want any of that music and the score and all that stuff kind of penetrating <laughs> this film. And that's unfortunately what happens. There was no cool death scene like Mike said. There really isn't. Like I didn't, like at no point in the film did I feel sexually aroused or want to be a serial killer. And I, I felt like at, you least, need th that. at least three times uh, we only, all feel dumber for having listened to it, and may God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> the only cool thing that, that that Michael really did in the middle of this movie was uh, when he kills Jumanji's girlfriend. He actually hangs her up by light, that and she's cool. got a light yeah. inside of her, and then he turns around and he's standing there or whatever. It also reminds me of the, where's the corkscrew well, there was scene a, from uh, you know Friday the 13th. Even though, even that small little nugget of butt nugget there that you yeah. have a cool scene, they ruin it by Jamie Lee Curtis like kneeing him in the nuts, and he's like... And they even zoomed in on his stupid gotten, face. They haven't even gotten there yet. That scene's terrible. We haven't even gotten there yet. I just, it's just the middle when he's chasing the kids is just awful and it's, it's non-suspenseful and it's terrible. And you got this whole shitty romance going on with Josh Hartnett and Michelle Williams. Um, but he's gonna leave you for the girl. He's gonna leave you for Kate Beckinsale anyway in Pearl Harbor. <laughs> One bright spot in this movie though is, uh, is uh, Adam Arkin, um, the guy who's dating Carrie Tate. He's dating Jamie Lee Curtis's mm. character. He's a, he's a poor man, George Clooney, but I like him. He's really. You say that? I think he looks like a thinner George. Uh, George Romano. <laughs> Actually, I can see that too. He also, uh, LL Cool J is also good in this movie. I like, I like his character. Yeah, he's like, cool. go sweet round Melton's. You know, he's the security guard. He just wants to write one more book, baby, before I go work with his daddy. Uh, I liked his character a lot, and I like Adam Arkin's character a lot, especially when Adam Arkin goes to check on the kids that are left that are left behind from the field trip, and they're like, you know, let's just go day rape some guys. You want to come with it? He's like, I can't. I got to get my nipples pierced tonight. Like, you're the coolest teacher ever. And he's so horny. Like, all he wants to do is bang Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> Ben 
running over like old fucking Mother Hubbard. Why you down there, son? Oh shit, he got game now. He got game now. Oh, oh, oh shit. Oh shit. I would have liked to have seen the film kind of focus more on Ronnie, uh, George Romano's like younger brother, and and Jamie Lee Curtis. Like if, if it had just focused on those three and their story and so how the they, kids. Yeah, instead of the yeah. kids, instead of trying to add the whole idea that Josh Hartnett turned seventeen, and that's really well, you know, in that in that kind that's of way, it was cool, I suppose. I'd like to see that. It was it was cool, I guess, that Michael waited around till the kid became seventeen, but Michael didn't know about him. But I guess there was some kind of animalistic urge. But the pinnacle of the movie is when she grabs the axe, closes the fucking gates, and starts screaming for Michael. It's just her versus him. It's one on one. It, it's a, it's a great fucking idea, which is what I imagine how they're going with Halloween two thousand eighteen. Um, I loved it. You know. Like this, and no, I love it. I thought it, she was a know, badass you, with an axe screaming, Michael. Yeah, fucking cool. but you it, you mentioned wrestling, it does feel like goddamn Stone Cold Steve Austin just walked down the games, <laughs> like, Where's the goddamn rock? Like, come on, man. No, first off, it doesn't make sense at all. You wouldn't be that fucking open and brazen about it. You're, I gotta say, you want to face your demons, and I get the whole goddamn idea behind it. But the fact is, Michael Myers is a supernatural serial killer that has survived for 20 fucking years stalking you. The last thing you're gonna do, you're trying to, you're supposed to be a smart character, is walk around with an axe that you're probably not proficient at at all and fuck it Michael like what are you gonna do you're a, you are a weak person compared to what he can do with a knife and you have a fucking little axe but she's more bad badass than the average bear though because it's like that one scene where where uh, the guy is like what do we do what do we do and she's like try to stay alive and she's like being badass or whatever she she even though she's been scared all this time she mm -hmm. is a little she's been through some shit and that's the whole idea well, I think, I, of the franchise I is been, like you go through some yeah. awful shit it makes you stronger I guess so but I would have done I would have I would have at least, if she had done some Home Alone shit or something, set up traps. I don't know because ah! well, here's the thing: we uh, give him some fucking like brute <laughs> when he shaves. But you know, at least they did something. They acknowledged that. You know, as far as like strength level, it's it. There's no comparative strength. You are a fucking minute insect bedbug piece of you. shit. Compared it, to him. Yeah. Well, in Halloween 6, what they do? They poison him first, and then he got weak, and then Paul Rudd was able to fuck him up. Yeah. You do this now, you're saying, like, oh, well, she's on the same string. But level. the whole theme is, I mean, that's, it's, that's it's a revenge. Theme, though, but then, you know? be, well, she's supposed to be smart. They almost named it the revenge of Laurie Strode. Well, that would have been stupid. But, <laughs> it, it, well, at least set up traps. Be smart. Use your intelligence. You don't have to be fucking super strong to take him on. Like, be smarter than him. I get you. The whole idea was, like, I don't know, that whole scene when she's walking up, while it looks cool, cinematically and I can see why it sells it just overall what it does for the story it doesn't add anything it's just it's just this bullshit like we got a closed circle we got to make the circle closed here and this is what's happening Jamie Lee is done after this we got to make something they cool. did preface it too though in a, in a scene that was for me kind of a cheap ripoff of the first scene one of my favorite scenes from the franchise uh, in the original when they're sitting in the classroom and Jamie Lee Curtis yeah. in the original and they're, they're explaining fate that scene as I've said before explains what Michael is that he's fate it's all that shit like that they try to kind of rip that off and make it like a Frankenstein sort of thing like she has to face her fate yeah. and you even see uh, Laurie Strode stop and think about it for a second um, but the, the, the 
the fight scene happens, <laughs> and the fight scene's got some great moments. It's cool. One of the one of the fun things from the fight scene is that when she throws him off the balcony and he starts chasing her and pulling tables back, that's a cool scene. No, that's a badass scene. scene. He looks pissed. He's that's how anybody looks when they're looking for their keys and they're late. Oh yeah. Where the fuck oh, is yeah. it? I've already <laughs> taken my pre-workout. I've got to get to the gym within 20 minutes, or I'm gonna get itchy well, and I can't get find diarrhea. my fucking key. Well, you you do that like smooth thing that he was doing. He's walking over top of the tables like I know where you are. I'm just gonna play with you. But then he gets pissed. He's like, all right, fuck this. I'm late for a luncheon with Jason. And he's like, but where are you? What have you done? I hit the chair and it hurt really hard on my back. I thought about that. But she does it. I mean, she stabs him with a flagpole. She stabs him a few times with a knife. He falls off the balcony. Um, th this whole scene happens. And then in a stupid fucking scene, because Michael's already come back from worse than this in this movie, she goes to stab him again. LL Cool J comes out and says, no, it's cool. Stop or whatever. They go outside. Uh, that scene sucks, but... What's cool, what I like, is that Laurie Strode decides, she's like, no, this isn't good enough. I know he's still alive. As you mentioned earlier, it's dumb as fuck. They zip him up while wearing his mask. Yeah, why do they do that? Like, they obviously would remove the mask. Like, there's never been any kind of investigation where they just <laughs> leave the goddamn guy. You know what? I'm too tired. Leave it on. Unless it was melted on or They don't even shit. let you, they don't even check you into jail wearing more than one shirt. She steals Michael, she steals the van, she's gonna take him to his death. It's a badass scene, it culminates in her uh, stomping on the brakes, throwing him through the windshield, running him over, and, and what I think is a really fucking cool scene. And if you, if the, if this, if, if the money ran dry and nobody was ever gonna see a Halloween scene, movie again, it would have been, to me, a good send off for the, for the franchise. Um, but she she hit the the truck runs into him and he he goes he does that that <laughs> you know. he does. and there's that celebration what is that celebration my pants are electric <laughs> he reaches for her and it's kind of awkward you kind of wonder that's weird that michael does he wants that a hug he reaches for her, she sw swiftly cuts his fucking head off and then it's like deep breeze into the fucking movie um, and we're going to go into all the stuff behind that. But I just want to say that to me, the one-on-one, -on -one, the standoff, every time I always thought of one of these classic serial killers, these unstoppable supernatural beings, you always think, well, what are you going to do? What are they going to do if you cut their head off? They won't come back from that. I thought it was really cool um, of an original decision before they decided retcon it um, to cut his head off in that way. You, I thought that was badass. I, I just thought it was cheap and, as fuck at the very end of it. I, I get why they did it for and again, it, but it felt very forced. It felt very like final because Jamie Lee Curtis had already said she wanted to come back and do this one last thing, and it felt very like last minute. Okay, they we, build it. we gotta make sure. Yeah, well, they build it, but they didn't build it at. Okay, we're gonna make a very Universal Studios treatment to it at the end. Fuck, done. In the story, now I can go on and make fucking Freaky Friday Part Two. Like that's what it felt like. It felt very like even Harrison Ford in in Star Wars. Oh, I'm gonna take a fucking gut jab. Question it, it of the felt, day. It felt well. I'm just look, the thing is, it looked cheap. It felt cheap. It didn't feel very finale like finale wise. Like I wanted a really good long fight sequence between. If they were gonna do something like that. 
that that sequence in the in the school wasn't long enough. Like there wasn't, there was, it should have been longer. It should have been more brutal. You There's, can't really make it that 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 way though, because like you said earlier, he's so much stronger than she is. Yeah, I, and again, I said that before though. Make uh, Home Alone traps. Like be smarter. Like you could have set shit up. You could have prepared for him. Okay. There's a million different routes to make this movie way better than they did, and it felt very studio. It felt very That's rushed. True. It felt the, it felt a product at the time, and the rushed ending felt very. I'm gonna wrap this up as quick as I can and make my quick dollar. I, Get away. I agree with you on all of it except for the last part. Well, I thought the but if you're gonna, yeah, but if you're going to end it, I mean, yeah, if you want to end it and, and go out with a, with, a, with a soft whimper in the pillow because you know you didn't do at sex the work. end of that movie though, at the end of what preceded it, like for for what happened, for what took place in that movie and the feel you already had going, mm. I thought that ending, if that was going to be the quintessential Halloween ending, was as good as it could have fucking gone. I, I think that I think what I was expecting or what I was hoping is is something like very dramatic and very like final in in the sense that it felt it felt like uh cinematic it, you know I, I, like i know there's a lot of controversy with this and i know that people don't like this movie some people don't but i i loved batman vs superman i know it's weird I, hold with me for a second hold on jack i'm gonna pull you up from the titanic do you remember that scene with Doomsday and Superman when they both stab each other and it's it's like very final and it's like dramatic and the music swells and this all this is you know emotions going and running through okay, it. Yeah, I, I wanted going. something like that. You know, almost at the, at, at, as shitty as that movie was, Halloween Five when Loomis is beating him down with with the whole thing and tranked him. That scene felt more cinematic than this scene. It just felt very. That's it. I get you. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. I so and that's the question today, really. Like, if the franchise ended there, how do you guys feel about it? But as we know, it I feel didn't, like I need to get my money's worth. <laughs> as we know, it didn't. Though the movie ends there, but um, what happened was that was originally the plan, and then at one point, Maleka Cod actually said, uh, "No, what I want to do is I want to make it to where uh, that entire movie was a copycat killer, a oh, la Jason Five. Thank God that didn't happen. I'm glad that didn't happen. But they rewrote it and they did what you get in Resurrection, which we'll get to." But um, Lori, uh, or Jamie Lee Curtis had mentioned before that she signed on to this because she thought it was the last. She signed on to it because she thought she could end her character for good in a cool way. And then when they told her halfway through filming, actually, what actually happened was is that Michael put tape over a fucking paramedic's mouth and slipped out of there and she actually decapitated a paramedic instead of Michael. Yeah. She was like, I was done at that point. I was like, I'm just well, doing you can tell thing. her performance in Resurrection, which we will be discussing that goddamn turd nugget. I, I love the opening of that movie, but we'll get to that. Yeah. I thought the opening but, was but great. you can tell that she cashed it in. Well, she just wanted to get it done. She yeah. was like, fuck, I signed on to this to get it done, and now you're making me sign on to another movie to get it done. I guess I have to. Let's do it. Um, but Every girl in my life. Like, okay, fuck, I mean, we got five like a minutes. breakup fuck, like, right? Can we please, um, can, you just, can you act like you care? <laughs> so ultimately, though, I give um, I give this movie a 6.5. Uh, and you know what? This is weird with these reviews. My ratings for each of these movies has changed over the years. Mm -hmm. It changes. Every time I watch higher, this, I see yeah. something. Uh, this time, what I took newly from this movie lower, right? that I've watched a hundred times is that I'm so pissed at the lack of fucking uh, uh, Halloween feel. This had zero atmosphere. After you left the opening of the movie, the school in California had no Halloweenish to it. I hated the way that it, that Michael Myers was portrayed. That was the worst part of the movie to me. Uh, although I have respect for the guy who played him, I just did not enjoy that performance. Um, the mask, all the issues with that, the middle of it, the, the fact that it wanted to be screamed so bad it couldn't taste it, um, or it couldn't stand it. Mm -hmm. um, all that stuff, the middle of the movie sucked, but I like the beginning, I like the end, I like some things it did, I, I like that she cut his head off, some of it was cool, um, I thought Jamie Lee Curtis was great, um, but yeah, just so many problems, it's a 6.5 for me, and it's the, it's, the, it's the quintessential studio mall, Walmart fucking Halloween movie 
of the franchise. I'm gonna give it a 5.5 myself. Uh, I never really enjoyed this movie that much at all. I felt it was very studio, it was very clean, it was very quick, it was easy money, and again, like I said before, it's a product of the time. It was something that they could cash in on, and they were like, studios were heavily involved. It felt very Batman and Robin, very Batman Forever kind of clean. Like, you had the grittiness atmosphere of a Tim Burton film, and then you come in with Joel Schumacher that makes, I want to sell toys, and I want to sell posters, ha <laughs> ha, nipples. But you get this with that film, and I felt that the entire time I was watching it, even with the ending, which I know you like, and that's fine, but I just felt like it was so cheap, and it was so quick, and it felt like a Harrison Ford death, in, in uh, the new Star Wars Force film, Awakens. The Force Awakens, it just doesn't really add up overall with what that character deserves. I felt like it was a shaft to Michael Myers, that character. If you're going to end the series, end it in a more dramatic fashion. End it in a more cinematic way where everybody can get behind it, where it's not as divisive as it, may, as it seems because... Like, I'm, I'm glad that you're giving her some power and you're empowering her to face her demons or all quite cool. That's all great and gravy beans, but I wanted to see, Michael is also beloved as well. He's also a beloved character. And if he's gonna go out on a fucking note, let him go out on a strong note. Let him have a dramatic fucking fight scene. Let him take down some fucking cops. Let us see that police station kill from Halloween 4. Let us have something really cool to go off on and remember him by, but we didn't get that and that's fine. But you also had the fresh faces of the time. You had Josh Hartnett, you had other, uh, Michelle Williams, you had other chicks and guys that you know, it, like a guy, these motherfuckers could have sold sweaters from Sears, <laughs> and like and, and that's what it looked like. It looked like a goddamn Sears commercial, thirty-eight percent yeah. throughout the movie, and then the yeah. rest of it's just a leftover studio wet dream. We'll make some money quick. We're gonna make the, we're gonna make the money off the name of Halloween, and there you go. J Jamie Lee Curtis gets her wish, and we're done. But either way. I know people love it, and I understand why they grew up on it, or, or some of them were young when they watched it. It was the first introduction, but either I, I just man, I was never impressed. Hey with this man, movie. I, I think the reason this movie's so beloved and um, is because it, it's one of yeah. <laughs> What's this love? There was a Creed song playing. Remember the stereo? That's the, that's yeah, the song. That was, we love your fucking faces, and we'll be back with that dark, dark shit of Halloween Resurrection. Um, oh, that's it. Oh my god. Jesus, my How much are we gonna drink Trick before treat, that one, fucker? Oh god. Comment down below, let us know where your fucking face. If you're new to the channel, click that subscribe button and get some goddamn wham opinion. Do you guys, uh, Valid. just a quick question. Do you guys Sudoku on a dark night? Do you Sudoku? I'm available. <laughs> we watched a movie. Yeah. We watched a movie. We watched it. We watched a movie. Big Mac, Chicken McNuggets, no, Big Mac and Quarter Pounder with Cheese, or filet fish You'd be doing the same thing if you were at McDonald's, because you can choose not just one, but two of your favorites for just six bucks. Tasty Big Mac, Crispy 10-Piece Chicken McNuggets, Juicy Quarter Pounder with Cheese, or Savory filet fish Enjoy two of your all-time favorites for just six bucks, if you can decide on the two. Prices and participation may vary, cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal, single item at regular price. With the new iPhone SE for less than 100 bucks at Metro, you rule. It's the most affordable iPhone on the number one brand in prepaid. So whether you're studying online or FaceTiming. Hey, Mom. Hi, dear. The iPhone SE has all you need. Switch to Metro and get the iPhone SE for $99.99 after rebate redemption and six months of service with AutoPay. Metro by T-Mobile. Rule your day.
Limit one per account slash household. Requires port and ID validation. Not valid for numbers currently on the T-Mobile network or active on Metro in past 90 days. Restrictions apply. See store for details.